And now after Liz has been here for hours, it's silent for the first time. Why? Because I just stopped talking? <laughs> no, because we're both like, oh, we're recording now, so we have to be quiet. <laughs> we have talked. I've been here since, what, like 10.30? 10, 10, yeah. It's 10, now 1.30. Yeah. Uh, and we're both quiet for, like, the first time, except when one or one or the other of us have been in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I was talking to myself then. Oh. <laughs> so it's just while we're recording that we're quiet. That's yeah. good. That, that, that's, that's how it really works. Good. That's, that's how all podcasts work. Um, episode 36. Woohoo. Okay. I was off by one. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it feels like we're – I put up a post on Instagram of um, a list of all our episodes. Yeah. On Instagram, sorry, on Facebook. I haven't done it on Instagram yet. Um, <laughs> and I was just looking at it and I'm like, wow, we've actually done – We've done some! We've done a lot. <laughs> like, we've done a lot of work and I'm really proud of what we've done. Yeah. Like, I mean, most it hasn't, you. <laughs> hasn't been, like, the most polished or the most well-explained at times. No. But um, I'll put my hand up to that. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> But it's, I'm definitely proud of what we've yeah. done. So, yeah, yeah. And it always takes, like, we only do one a month. So it will probably, it probably will, it's taken us longer to really get into it than others who are able to do one a week. For sure. I, I don't want to say more dedicated, um, healthier <laughs> than I am, <laughs> who don't do stupid things like undertake university and TAFE courses in the middle of doing anything else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. just like that crazy lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, we do have busy lives. Like mm. we both do stuff outside of work as well. So, yeah. you know, and hats off to anyone who works full-time and does a weekly podcast. I And that includes works full-time as a parent, I will add. If yes. you're a full-time parent and do anything, anything oh weekly, congratulations. You've got way more patience and energy than I do. If you're a parent and you... <laughs> do a podcast. I don't know how you find the time. Yeah. You must be really dedicated to what you do. Yes. Hats <laughs> off to you because, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be. I just... uh, last night there were kids running around my township throwing um, firecrackers into people's yards. Oh. And, and, of course, like I have a really nervous dog because she was abused Abuse, before yeah. I got her. Mm. And she was having a bit of a tough night and oh. people on Facebook were writing mean comments about people who don't understand dog anxiety. <laughs> Any animal anxiety. It's a real it's real. I mean yeah. I wish her first owner didn't abuse her, but yeah. you know, that's not the reality of it. So yeah. we need to prepare and Actually, the last time I went to the vet, the vet said, come in and get sedation before you bring her in because oh yeah. her anxiety is just that high. So, okay. you know, we probably should do that on cracker nights too, really. Yeah. At least they understand that now and yeah. they will do that, like the vets will do that and help you do that for her. Yeah. And yeah. for the amount, like, you know, she's getting better with people and stuff because we can yeah. – do that with her going to the vet is something you do say rarely yeah infrequently quite rarely yeah 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 Yeah. so anyway she's fine we just have to you need to prepare if something like that's gonna happen yeah yeah like make sure the tv's loud enough not to hear it and not bogan kids running around the neighborhood oh my god i forgot to tell you when we're talking for three hours Three hours? Surely not. I went and saw Trixie and Cardia at the Odeon. Yeah? Yeah, and yeah. the show was fucking amazing. 
I like laughed the whole way through yeah. and I think my fate, like I loved it all. Yeah, and like yeah, there were yeah. times where they just broke character and they'd crack each other up. I love over... stuff like that. Yeah. That is so excellent. Yeah, it was so good. Um, but one of my favourite bits was when Trixie did a Cartier number yeah. and was like wearing like the communist flag on her like um, outfit and just yeah. did like a, yeah, really <laughs> cool dance, Cartier uh. style and I loved Every second of it. So, yeah. Fantastic. Luke did the meet and greet. <laughs> uh, yeah, you said he was going to go to his doing that. Yeah, hasn't got his photo yet, but uh, uh. I'm sure it's coming. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Anyway, so that was cool. That's exciting. Yeah, hey. it was exciting. Yeah. Oh, we probably should say who we are. No, we, we don't need to. We they don't know, need they to. know who we are. No, it's fine. <laughs> and if you don't, go back and start episode one with our bad audio. Yes. <laughs> and we'll just wait for you here. <laughs> Just we'll see you in like I don't know fifty hours. Yeah, we'll still be here. <laughs> uh, I'm Liz and I'm Hanny and we're the Witchy Bites podcast, mm, episode thirty six. Yay! And Jeez. I know <laughs> sinking in slowly. And what are we talking about today? Well, we kind <laughs> of we're not sure how today's going to go. We're hoping it will be fine. It's going to be fine. Yeah. Um, we're talking about calendars. We're kind of talking, well, me, you know, me, I always love the history stuff. So I'm doing a little bit of a history about the kinds of calendars you can use in your practice. Hmm. And I, so the, the topic was calendars after what I said last time. And I, because I knew Liz was doing a more general topic, I I am doing what I said I was going to do last time, which was look into, like, the ecologist calendar, which turns out to not really be a calendar. <laughs> but um, I think it will fit well with what you've got to say in reality, I even though so. we didn't plan it that way. <laughs> yeah. And I got really confused. But it's fine. I think this will work out really well. And then we might do a follow-up episode or even a chat today. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. On, like, our own interpretations of like our own calendars, I suppose. What we, we would do, what we might not do, yeah. how it might work. I certainly came up with questions when I tried yeah. to put one together. Yeah. Yeah. So we might we might we might do that this time or we might do some of it this time or we might leave it till <laughs> next time. We'll see how we go. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. If it's boring, we're sorry. But <laughs> actually we're not sorry because I actually no. enjoyed reading about this. So Yeah, I, I really like this this topic as well and um I actually have a question. I'm hoping you'll answer it later on, but I'll, I'll leave that. It's really specific and you'll probably go, I don't know anything about that <laughs> because I'm just thinking about my notes now. So I think it will be good to start with your part because okay. yours is quite general and Broad. mine's slightly yeah. off topic maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't really fit, sort of. I don't think it will be. I think mine will lead into yours. Yeah, so. that's what I was thinking. So yeah. I think it will actually work really well. And, yeah, at the end if we don't talk for a million years we can go have a discussion about our own stuff or might do that next time or we'll yeah. See. yeah 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 just yeah. dancing to the music in the car outside oh they've cranked it up oh yeah i i there's a why i have quite eclectic musical tastes now because i get to hear a lot of different kinds of music from the cars on the highway outside <laughs> my house so yeah it's, it's good i've been exposed to a lot of different um yeah, I'll just leave that there. <laughs> lots of people like Jimmy Barnes, it seems. Lots of people ah. like Jimmy Barnes. A fair bit of Jimmy Barnes goes on. And, um, yeah, 80s, I won't say glam rock, but, like, very Australian 80s music as well, as well as, like, a lot of um, 
doofy rap kind of. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Very eclectic mix. Yeah. There's a lot of other stuff. Sometimes there's some classics. People drive past. I'm like, yes, this is actually good. I'm going to dance. This is my lounge room where you can't see me. That's fantastic. Oh, they're gone now. <laughs> it's like a second out. <sighs> yeah. Um, there's a YouTube channel called... <sighs> Doof from my car? Yes, that's what I wish it was called. I've just gone blank and I listen oh. to it all the time. Um, reacts, something reacts. Oh. Uh, anyway, yes. there's a guy that people suggest music to and he reacts to the music. Isn't there's there like a whole like series like and th- th- there's like I think someone's shown this to me and there's it's just react and they, they'll play TV shows to people or like clips from things to people and Dif- it'll just different. catch that. Re- I love that channel but okay. no, a different channel. Oh, I didn't even watch that in ages. Yeah, this is um, just oh, this. Oh, so it was Luke who showed me that. Okay. There's this guy that um, the uh, that he's an American guy yep. and he just does it films it in his bedroom and sometimes, you know, they'll like be him. loud outside and he'll just bang on the wall and be like, I'm filming. <laughs> It's really funny. But anyway. I'm glad he um, leaves that in. It's like real life experience. Yeah. And he's got this massive Australian following. Uh, yeah. And there's always there's people always mentioning Australian music to listen to that he's never heard of. And he always wonders, like, what why is he's this? never heard it. Yeah. You know, like, because he, he likes a lot of it. He loves um, Guy Sebastian. Oh. He, yeah, like, seriously. Like, and he people that I don't appreciate, like Jimmy Barnes or, like, um, uh, the other famous singer, John Farnham. He loves John Farnham. He thinks he has the best voice, ironic, People given the song. Do. And, like, it's given me a new appreciation for John, because John Farnham to me is really daggy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. me too. <laughs> you know, you heard, although sometimes, again, when no one can see me in my lounge room and the voice comes on, I'm just like, oh, I, I can't understand her. It's like, yes, I'm five years old again. <laughs> <laughs> pop that fist go man <laughs> and then I sit down and pretend it never happened but yeah it's like he's almost you know daggy mum and dad music to that's me how I think of that's how I think of him because Even he a big was J- Jimmy Barnes is almost daggy mum and dad music to me almost yeah. almost like it crosses over but yeah and then you hear someone who's never listened oh he's really good oh that's just amazing and it's like Oh, yeah, you're not Australian. <laughs> yeah, and he'll, like, literally pause the video and just be, like, talking about, like, the tone in his voice for, for a while and he just loves him. So now I'm like, oh, I have this, like, real... New appreciation. Yeah. It's like, Through yeah, a different lens. <laughs> as an adult, <laughs> there's actually a lot of talent there that as a 5-year-old or a 10-year-old, it was 15 just... 15-year-old. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't remember Angsty. when. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, I, I, I did not appreciate the art that this person actually possesses because I was, yeah, and I either really young or an angsty teen. Um, let's move on from that then. I'll just pretend that this appreciation is, is not new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, um, that was beside the point. Yes, if you can find the name, put the name of, of the YouTube channel in there. I will. Yeah. So I can also see it. Yeah. Yeah. He, he listened to the Cat Empire for the first time the other day. Oh! Someone had suggested it to him, um, yeah. and I was like, oh, "I really can't stand this." Band. <laughs> I couldn't watch. I've never liked the Cat Empire. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Like they're f- famous as fuck. People mm. love them, and I just there's something about it that just makes me turn this song off. I'm just like, there's one song of theirs that I think I like. Don't ask me what it's called. I could be a rich man. I could be a no, no, not that one. Not that one. <laughs> uh, what's the other one that I hate? <laughs> Maybe don't sing it to me. We'll just pretend that none of this ne- ever happened. 
<laughs> Good. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want the cat empire stuck in my head for the rest of the day. I'm sorry, okay. cat empire. I wish I lied to you because you have cat in your name. Oh, and you're a whole empire of cats. <laughs> I just don't know what it is. People love them. They're their favorite band. <laughs> what happened to me? I broke. I mean, I like very emo. Some of the music I like, I, I will admit, is terrible. People would really not like it. I've been ridiculed terribly for some of the things I like, and I don't care. <laughs> oh, my current favorite, favorite thing that I'm listening to is um, something from Eurovision, um, Give That Wolf a Banana. Oh, I love the Eurovision. <laughs> I have really bad taste in music and I, I like that I have really bad taste in music. Supposedly, I have terrible taste. It's great. Uh, anyway, completely irrelevant to... Uh, this is not a music podcast. No, and although uh, Give That Wolf a Banana is a song from Norway and I will be talking about part of the Nordic animus calendar today, so... <laughs> There is that's, a link. That's a really bad segue. <laughs> it's very tenuous. But, you know, I'll give it to you. That's fine. That is that is fine. I can have it. Okay, yeah, you can have Excellent. it. Excellent. Let's start then. Calendars. <laughs> Calendars and seasons. All right. So um, all of my information in this section is nearly off Wikipedia. Like I really didn't go far because it wasn't really the purpose of what I was trying to Mm. trying to do today so you want a more factual just well hopefully factual wikipedia but you know what i mean yeah 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 i just wanted to to get me to a place where i could start really thinking about my own space because like i've done a lot of stuff with observations Mm -hmm. in my area and things like that so okay a calendar so a calendar is a system for organizing time um it provides a physical record uh and to like curate a list of planned events essentially that's what a calendar is um, and, of course, most calendars are organised by cycles uh, based on nature observations, which mm. is where we're at. So we're looking at things like the sun, the moon, or a combination of both. Mm. Now, there are other calendars, but I haven't gone into them for the purposes of this. It's actually a really broad topic, isn't yeah. it? Like when you get into it, it's like, oh, yeah. wow, this is massive. Yeah. I don't know that science. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so really what I'm concentrating is on the sun and the moon mm. in that way. So for for calendar purposes. Um, one of the things that really, like, tickled my heart was I saw um, the word calendar is related to a verb. Um, <laughs> I think it's pronounced calare, C-A-L-A-R-E, which means to call out. And it's in relation to the calling of the new moon. Oh, okay. So, I just imagine you have to go to your door every day and just scream out what the day and the <laughs> year, <laughs> day, month, and year is. Like they used to, what was it, the Wizard of Eid or whatever, where oh, they yeah. used to just yell out the time. <laughs> and all's well. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, I can't believe we've got a Wizard of Eid. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> if, know if that's right, but, you know, there we go. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, like last night I was driving along and I could see the crescent of the moon yeah. and I and I had to stop and take a photo. So every time I go out I try and try and see where the moon is and yeah. I now actually know the proper direction that it rises finally so I can go out and look at it at the right time. It's only taken me months. <laughs> I'll go out and look and I'll be like, I can't see the moon from this side of my house. Oh, my God. But, yeah, I finally figured it out like a couple of weeks ago. It's pretty crazy how just being in a new place just completely <laughs> oh, disorients you. Like, yeah. yeah. 
Um, the word calendar has been used in English since the 13th century, although the spelling has modified slightly. So okay. instead of yeah. being A-R, it was E-R. Ooh. <laughs> the way I used to spell it. <laughs> the way I, if I'm hurrying, I sometimes still <laughs> <Yeah>. spell it. <laughs> Most calendar systems use year, month, day format. So things like the uh, Gregorian, Julian, Islamic, solar, Hijri and Hebrew calendars all use that kind yep. of format. But, of course, this is linked to things in our physical environment. Okay, so lunar calendars. Okay. Are we ready? Yes. Synchronised to the lunar phase. So, obviously, the, yeah, start and end of the lunar phase. Uh, And that's called a lunar month. Um, We've got solar calendars, which are synchronised to the apparent motion of the sun. So, how many times it takes to orbit around the sun. How many days? How many times? (laughs) How many times too? Um, and then there's lunar solar calendars, which are based on a combination of both solar and lunar happenings. So okay. things like the traditional calendar of China or the Hebrew calendar are lunar yep. solar calendars. Okay. I was going to ask that. What did you find modern, which modern cultures or even non modern cultures followed either the moon or? Uh, the combinations? Yeah. There's a few. Okay, Yeah, cool, there are cool, a few. Cool. Um, there's a whole list. Um, there's actually a list of calendars and the type that they use on Wikipedia. So cool. it's like its own separate page. Thank you, Wikipedia. Yeah. I will look at that later. <laughs> and you can organise it by lunisolar or lunisolar. So. Um, okay, so I will go into each of those in cool. a little bit more detail. Yeah. Um, so we've been using the seven-day week calendar for a really long time like Have it's we? over a millennia okay i didn't think it was that long i thought that it had been changed but yeah i had no basis for that yeah oh, that's cool well, i okay. mean if wikipedia's right like i didn't yeah. go and fact check everything so mm. um, this is the grain of salt episode yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean it, it it doesn't really affect what we do as pagans no, no. but it, it will change it might change the way that we interact within our own practice to yeah. set up our own traditions and yeah. and local And even just things. to think, okay, there's a seven-day week in the mundane muggle, for want of a better word, yeah. the muggle world, yeah. but do we have to have that? Which you we, we might talk about later, but, yeah. yeah, like even just questioning that because I think there was something you said or, you know, you threw a few questions at me while we were <laughs> trying to figure out what, what we're, we're talking doing. about. <laughs> um, and I, but I thought about it and I was like, yeah, that's really true. Like why in our own personal practice, why do we, we don't have to follow seven days? We don't have to have 12 months. Like what, what do we want to do? Like yeah, even that real fundamental stuff of when does the day start? Mm. I was so inspired a week ago. I sent Hannah a message saying, I just want to throw it all out and start again. <laughs> we can which rename I, everything. I know, which I loved. And I was like, I've been there. I know your feelings. It's exciting. <laughs> Then you still have to go to work on a Monday, so it's all kind of crap. <laughs> I mean, and that and that's kind of my point with this yeah. this statement is that it's probably pretty hard to ignore the seven-day calendar yeah, within whatever is. system you put in because yeah. you're going to have to figure it out with your everyday life anyway. Yeah, you sort of have to put it together anyway, so, it, yeah, it can be difficult, really difficult. Okay. Okay. Continue. So I apologize. Just, no, 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 please. That's I think that's what this is gonna be, like a Me interrupting you heaps, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, I just have to segue away from this. In the Trixie and Cardio show, yeah, go. they had like this, you know, corporation that was like trying to split them up to like not make them I don't know, 
Anyway, just trying to a split them act. up. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so um, Cartier was all about how often Trixie interrupts her and they put up this chart and I was like, <laughs> and then they showed clips of every time she did it in their YouTube show. Well, not don't every do time. That. It would have taken forever. Don't do it for the podcast <laughs> no. because it will embarrass me. <laughs> no, it goes both ways. <laughs> I mute both of us. <laughs> Maybe, anyway. I'm, maybe I'm just much more aware of when I do it. It's probably you're probably more aware of when you do it because when we are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just did it then. Yeah. Uh, yeah, when I and it's just like you know we get excited about what we're talking about, so we kind of like don't want that thought to drop. So yes. anyway, yeah, what can totally. you do? Yeah, okay, we're passionate. Go. Solar. <laughs> Back to the topic at hand. Okay, okay. solar. Mm. Solar calendars assign a date to each solar day. Um, essentially, it's how long it takes the Earth to complete a whole lap around the sun. How it's calculated a solar day varies. It could be from sunrise to sunset, and that could be a day, or sunset to sunset the next day. That could mm. be a different day. Um, and, of course, we use midnight to 11.59 yeah, p.m. delineate. To describe yeah. a day. Uh, so dates include the season or the position of the sun in relation to the stars. Oh, okay. So, yep, 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 you know, yep. like we know that constellations are in the Move. sky at certain times of the year. Well, no, if they don't move, we move, but never mind. <laughs> well, they might move too. Like, all depends on your perspective. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think it does. Isn't the earth flat? Yes. Yes, it is, Liz. <laughs> Everything rotates around us, around yes. me in particular. <laughs> no, my oh. it's me. Oh. From my perspective, it's me. <laughs> We'll have to discuss this later. <laughs> Off the podcast, it might end our friendship. We'll have to make a pie chart. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're going to say how many times I interrupt you. God. <laughs> oh, my God. My cat is sitting in the chair looking at us like she wants to, like, stab us both in the eyes. Yeah, she's not looking very impressed. No, she, okay. was, she was asleep before. She actually got in and settled down. After the three hours this has been here, she has been wandering in and out, meowing at me like she did just then. Now she's going to get up and... Talk to us because we're paying attention to her. Not, you better continue. <laughs> better continue. I'm not looking at you, cat. Um, <laughs> scrolled up. Let me scroll back down. Do, 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 do. Oh, my God, I haven't got very far through my notes. Okay. Uh, eh, 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 eh. Okay, so the Gregorian calendar, which is the calendar we use we use in Australia and most of the world, is a solar calendar um, because the months do not correspond to the cycles of the moon phase, essentially. Yep. Um, there are two types of solar calendars. There's the tropical solar calendar where oh. the sun crosses the celestial equator, then it dates when the seasons are. So it's essentially, you know, the equinox, uh, the solstice, okay. yeah. like that's marking the seasons. Yeah. I mean, that, that doesn't me cross the that equator. Me, but <laughs> that took me far too long. Me. Oh. So, yeah, it's marking the seasons essentially. Right. So it's to do with the tropical yeah, solar calendar. And then there's the sidereal? Sidera- I read that as side reel. And side it's, reel. It's not. I don't think that's sidereal. Right. Either way, yes. that's another solar calendar. Spell it out. Spell it out so people actually. <laughs> side reel. S-I-D-E-R-E-A-L. Sidereal. Okay. I think it's sidereal, right? I, yeah, I just read side, side reel and I've never heard someone say it, so... It's that, that. <laughs> I need to listen to more astrology podcasts, yeah. obviously. I don't listen to many. 
Only one. Pisces. Perspective. And I don't listen to it every week. Oh. Uh, okay. So that's another type of solar calendar. It is. Yes. So dates indicate the Earth in relation to the stars. So okay. think zodiac constellations. So we might be interested in saying something like cancer season. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Picking that one for now. Okay, lunar, mm-hmm. lunar calendars. So days are numbered by synodic months. So that's the complete cycle of phases of the moon. Each lunar month is approximately 29.5 days. Um, therefore, it's common for the lunar calendar calendar, calendar to alternate between 29 and 30 days. Mm. Um, purely lunar calendars do not adjust for seasonal variations. So if they do, that's when they are lunisolar calendars, a combination of both. Um, there are 12.37 synodic months to a solar year. Did I say two? 12.37. Let me just say that again. There are 12.37 synodic months to a solar year. Uh, which means purely lunar calendars are 11 to 12 days shorter at 354 days than a solar year at 365 days. So generally, because there's either 12 or 13 moon cycles in a year, isn't there? There's never less than that, is there? No, I didn't think so. I know stuff. Don't look at me, Liz. No, no, no. (laughs) No, no, no. So, um, and I'll go on to explain that. So, so that's in a loony solar calendar. Yeah, they do have to adjust. Adjust. That, yeah. But obviously, obviously, no, obviously it's not the right word because it wasn't obvious to me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's obvious to everyone else. If it's a purely lunar calendar, they don't care about the, the solar year at all. So yeah, it's, so it, that yeah, would be fine. But yeah, yeah. It's just because like our society in the West, I suppose, is Western Australian society is built around that solar yeah. year. You sort of have to think about that when you're adjusting for it and we're so used well when i think about a calendar or changing adopting my own calendar always think about how does it fit within the proper quote-unquote year or month or whatever so i can calculate when i actually need to do things yeah 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 mm. yeah and Mm. i I did i that was part of when we get into the discussion about our own calendars that was something that i was really contemplating like yeah is how how do I fit everything together that I do in my practice? Like, yeah. yeah. And how do you stop yourself saying, oh, it's on the fifth day in in cancer season, we can, to someone else who doesn't use your calendar if you get really into it. (laughs) Yeah, could you imagine saying that at work? No. (laughs) Let's have an appointment on the fifth day of cancer Cancer season. season. (laughs) I'll let you figure out when that is. One o'clock? Got it. (laughs) I'll send you an invite. I'll send you an invite. What? That's how you have to cope with it. <laughs> um, okay, so boop, 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 boop. Um, so yeah, three hundred and sixty-five days in a solar year. So, um, so there's no calculation for seasonal drift. So if you yep. are using both, you, so if you do want to use both, you have to add like what's essentially called a leap month. So yeah, you have to adjust. Yeah. yeah. Um. Because, yeah, it shrinks by 11 days every mm. year. Which is substantial when you're adjusting, if you have to adjust. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Um, and if anyone has, like, the Nordic animist calendar, which I have at home, 
Um, there's a book as well. They actually talk about the lunisolar solar calendar and they actually have a diagram that shows the drift each year. Oh, cool. So yeah, it's really, co- it's really yeah. cool. Okay. So the Islamic calendar is purely lunar and it cycles through all the seasons of a solar year over the course of a 33 to 34 lunar year cycle. Okay, cool. So cool, it takes cool. a little bit to get back in yeah. sync. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so when so one of the things that I was looking at for my own personal calendar was like when does a new year begin? Yep. Or when does the new phase of the month begin? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So like for the new phase of the month, it really does vary from calendar to calendar. Some start at the new moon, some start at the full moon, and some start from the crescent moon. So okay. it really it really will come down to how you like interpret that yeah. for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But even in, you're saying so in set calendars where they, mm-hmm. you know, not just one you think of yourself, yeah. they do ha- they vary they as vary. well. Oh, cool. Yeah, there's multiple multiple lunar calendars. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not popular to, yeah, necessarily yeah. to this day. There are some countries, but, like, generally it's a lot have gone to Gregorian just to. Yeah, because everything's quite globalised now. So, yeah. 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 Um, okay, Lunar Solar. So it combines lunar and solar calendar, compensa- compensates. Oh my God, Liz. <laughs> compensates <laughs> the lunar side by adding an extra month as need to realign the months of the seasons. So this is where you were talking about a mm. 13. Yeah, 12 or 13 months. moon cycles. Yeah. Yeah. So 12 is one, and then 13 is, yeah. Yeah. If they're jump, jumping it in. Uh, okay, if the sidereal, so the constellation version yep. of the solar calendar is used instead of an Earth year around the sun, the calendar will predict the constellation near where the full moon may occur. Okay, yeah, that makes sense to me. Yep. Yes, it does. It, good. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <laughs> astrologically, let's. I'll see if I can help. So... There'll be a full moon in each astrological sign. So Cancer, in, when it's Cancer season, the full moon will be, no, the new moon will be in that sign. Yes. So if you've got Cancer, you've got a Cancer new moon and you'll always have a Capricorn full moon. Yes. And that was something I have only recently figured out. So okay. that's how that works. It's a six-month. Yeah, so mm. opposites. Yes, and yes. It, that's always the same. So if that's helpful. Yes. Yes, that I was re- so. that was a revolution, like a revolution to me when I figured that out. Revolution. I, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it yeah. was an absolute. It was absolutely amazing. Revelation. Like, revelation. Revolution. It could be a revolution. It could be. It, it did spark a revolution in how I thought about things because I was like, "There's a passion! Oh my god!" And yeah, it was just quite quite amazing. I don't know why I had never figured that out before. I used to wonder, like, do I need an app to like know which no. sign and. <laughs> No. I used to think the same thing. <laughs> How do people know? When does it move? Yeah. No, it's just it's the same every year. It's almost always the same. There's slight <laughs> variations. So while the Gregorian calendar is a solar-based calendar, there mm-hmm. are lunar-based holidays listed on it. Um, so, example, Easter being the first mm-hmm. full moon after the equinox. That was also a revelation when I figured that out. <laughs> Oh, that's why that changes. I can actually tell when it is now. Instead of even just like, I don't they just even... chose the day. Yeah. 
even though I don't follow that religion anymore. Oh, okay. This is when I'm going to have holidays from work. Oh, dear. I'm just going to keep laughing. (laughs) Please do because it's funny. Yeah, and like, and I guess that's kind of what I've always done up until this point is I've got yeah. the Gregorian calendar and then I've just written when the moons are. Yeah, 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 yeah um, same. Or if you're lucky enough, they're printed on there, but most Ooh. of the calendars are like it from the US and that's useless. There is always that as well. <laughs> okay. So, um, so examples of these kinds of calendars are the Hindu and Buddhist calendar. Um, the Hebrew calendar uses a 19-year cycle. And mm. this is also what the type of calendar the Nordist Animist Year calendar uses by Rune Rasmussen. I don't know. He says his name all the time and he says it really fast and I still ah. haven't picked it up. Yeah, so Rune, he inserts an extra lunar month every two to three years. Okay. So yeah. for him it's if the new moon is within 11 days of the winter solstice, Yep, um, they insert a month. So it would have inserted a month this year. That's correct. Because the new moon was like days afterwards? Yes. Yes, yes 29th. So have out time. So <laughs> Yeah, probably 28th in other places. <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say with that. Just that, that that's what he does and okay. and that's something that I'm considering because I have that heathenry interest in my in my in my practice and also I've been talking with some of the other Australian heathens about creating our own calendar. Cool. Cuz everything's done for the northern hemisphere being Scandinavia. All right. There is that. There is that. And the fact that most of the population lives there. Yeah. <laughs> that follows it. So most calendar systems group consecutive days into months and also into years, which I've already mentioned. Um, and obviously this was important for agricultural calendars. And, of course, even in the solar calendar we need, still need to adjust yeah. because and add a leap year every four years. So a leap year. Day. Day every four well, years. Well, it is a leap year, but they add for a leap year, yeah. <laughs> add a leap year, just a whole new year. <laughs> 2022, <laughs> <A>. <laughs> <laughs> The second version of that year, okay. Okay, so lunar <clears throat> calendars are a little bit different again because there can be seven to eight days in uh, between different phases. So if you were to look at new first quarter full and third quarter mm. there's seven to eight days yeah um, but they are grouped together still yeah um but it's just that it's a little bit it's it bit can more, vary it can that vary a bit yeah yeah just out of random fact that i put randomly in the middle of my notes um the gregorian calendar was introduced by pope gregory the 13th in 1582 which means how is that a millennia Maybe the seven days a week was used in a millennia in the Julian calendar. Maybe. Yeah, I'll go with that. Probably. Uh, let's say that's the yeah, truth. Yeah, let's say that's that. Um, we librarians, we can make up facts. <laughs> we can look them up. We are Wikipedia. The <laughs> Didn't write down my notes and I'm not going to go look it up now. <laughs> it was to keep the equinoxes in check from drifting from the use of a solar calendar. So. Okay. Yeah, because they used to drift in the. In they the, used to just wander off, did they? They did. Okay, they did. They used to just go I do their own thing. I love that idea. Thing. <laughs> the solstices and equinoxes is just pissed off to have a party. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. 
Okay, reasons to have a calendar. Essentially is to record significant days such as agricultural, civil, religious or social reasons. It helps us to manage our personal schedules, times and activities. And I wrote here, we're very busy people. (laughs) (laughs) I'm making fun of myself. I would love to not have to have a calendar. When you think about it, like imagine that you, if you don't have to, yeah, it would be bliss. Like You'd also be a really, really healthy person if you didn't need a calendar. I'd be like, wow, I've been watching Netflix for 5,000 days straight. How'd you wouldn't know. <laughs> and like, and I guess this point was really what I wanted to make was mm. that we have, sometimes we have multiple calendars, like we might have family versus like, work individual or work Mm. versus personal or you know so many so why not a personal versus witchy like you know and maybe people are already doing that but i mean i think a lot of people would or would follow the moon cycles yeah a lot of witches would probably do that i would imagine yeah um and that would be sort of separate from the other things that you do I think Liz's foot's gone to sleep because she's, she's pulling the greatest awful face. And I just didn't want to put the box because then it would make noises. It just has to happen, don't worry. <laughs> if I don't, I might lose my foot if I don't wake it up. Yeah. <laughs> it, might it, it might wander off to the party with the solstices <laughs> and equinoxes. Uh, like we already are timekeeping and tracking yeah. all this information, like the moon phases, star signs, if that's your thing, planting guides, seasonal celebrations, spiritual yeah. holidays. We're doing it all already. Yeah. It's just um, I've not found a calendar or a diary that suits everything that I'm doing. No. I don't know if that's been the same for you. I haven't found one. I've tried to wrangle one into like the Gregor- – there's a big bug in my house, sorry <laughs> – into the like Gregorian like – Gregorian into the normal yearly calendar and just never quite what you were saying the right word yeah thank god (laughs) I just think of like Igor or like gargoyles or something and I never remember how to say it it's the gargoyle calendar (laughs) Igor the Igor calendar from Count Dracula (laughs) got it you mean Dracula Count Count Dracula yes (laughs) Count Dracula I forgot what I was saying. Um, Sorry. Yeah, like I've tried to wrestle with like a, a normal solar year, 12-month calendar and it's just it's never worked properly. And you sort of wedge the moons in there somewhere and sometimes it's just, yeah, doesn't yeah. work. So, yeah, I can relate. Yeah. I haven't found something that completely fits. And there's also always the six-month thing for being in the south southern hemisphere. So, yeah. <sighs> yeah, and... and um and there's also that balancing thing of like you have to figure you can have your own calendar that follows some wacky schedule that you've made yourself but you've still then got to put it back into like, okay, so this is Tuesday the 6th of June that this actually happens outside yeah. of my own calendar yeah. so I know when it actually is. Yeah. I'll be at work that day so maybe I can't do a two-day ritual <laughs> <laughs> on Tuesday and Wednesday. Damn. From six from sunup to sundown. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. so like yeah. no matter how much... Some people might be able to do it, and I envy them greatly. Mm. But for me, I'd have to always translate it back to normal time. I'm doing bunnies and vertical, yeah. so yeah. I've yeah. always hated that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because then you see how it doesn't fit, and yeah, the eight day moon cycles always piss me off. It's like, why they're all in a nice line on the calendar? <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> Damn it, Moon, why don't you change your cycles? Yeah, why don't you be with me? <laughs> and that's just, I don't know, I think that's a, I see that as like a, a problem with 
me oh. in the modern world. Maybe that's why the baby witches were trying to hex the moon. <laughs> it's that eight day, that eight day part of the cycle that they, they just were got mad at. So pissed off. <laughs> they were like, fuck you, moon. <laughs> fuck you, moon. Go and have a party with the solstices and equinoxes. <laughs> and this is foot. <laughs> Can you tell I liked my own joke? So I keep bringing it up. <laughs> I've killed her. I'm sorry. <laughs> Look at her. She cut all that wheeze out. Oh, One or the other. Um, yeah. Um, and then, of course, there's the other thing about when do you start your new year based, like, where would you start yeah. it? In a lunar calendar, where yeah. would you start it? In a solar calendar, that kind of thing. So, yeah. uh, or a lunar solar calendar. Yeah. Um, mm. And there's so many questions to ask, and I think we might save that for the last bit, shall yeah. we? And we'll get you into seasons, hey? Oh, is that it? Are you done? I'm done. Holy shit. <laughs> that was that was an abrupt ending. Yeah. Oh, I can make it less abrupt. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, I have a whole bunch of stuff on on, like, when New Year's are, like, when people set them, but I think... Some of that seasonal related, so it should come after your section for sure. Okay. In the last episode, I, I briefly mentioned that I wanted to look into the ecologist calendar with this, those weird six seasons that I, unlike probably a whole bunch of other people, had never heard of before. <laughs> and so I just wanted to look at them, and that's what I chose to do. But after reading almost nothing, like the first article was like, this isn't a real calendar. It's more it's more appropriately called ecological. Like, ecological seasons and I'm like oh so I picked a calendar that's not a calendar (laughs) I'm clever (laughs) and it's also sort of in a way like you've done something along these lines it's just this has names Mm. whereas what you've done before talking about observations Mm. had less names for different times of the year yeah so it's more accurately called ecological seasons as it is based on observations in nature rather than set dates. So I did read a few things that said this isn't a calendar. Yay. Um, it's it's more about you, ob- you observe events happening in nature and that tells you that you're into the next season. We witches love that shit. And so that's, that's basically <laughs> what, yeah, and I was like, oh, this is why I chose to do this. <laughs> this is actually what we do. <laughs> So ecologically speaking, a season is a period of the year in which only certain types of floral or animal events happen. So very broadly, when flowers bloom, generally it's in spring if you're in a more temperate climate like ours. Or I love this example, thank you, Wikipedia. When hedgehogs hibernate, that's winter. (laughs) And for us, when male echidnas wake up, that's the solstice. Exactly. Yeah. It's just that. So that could be the end of my topic. (laughs) Really? Um, (laughs) So an ecological calendar, even though it's not a calendar, is based on observation. A season starts when specific ecological event is observed. It has nothing to do with the moon or the sun, except the sun influences the temperature on Earth, things like that. The place that either the sun or the moon is in the sky or relative to stars is not, that's that's not part of the calculation. It's just you look out there and say, oh, look, there's flowers. It must be spring. Yeah, this is the observational part rather than the... Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it hasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got. It's got to do with the season on Earth. Yeah. But not sun yeah. or moon. So it's not solar or lunar, particularly yeah. aside from like, oh, it's warmer. Yeah. From the sun. Yeah. It's a warmer season. Yeah. Yeah. So it fits with the solar calendar to a point. To a point. Yeah. yeah. And you know, we all know, you know, seasons. 
summer, autumn, winter. Yeah. Spring. <sighs> Forgot one. Spummer. Uh, spummer, sprinter, whatever. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, but besides that, yeah. it's not like, oh, the sun is higher in the sky, so that means this. It's like yeah. there's more sunlight because the sun's higher, but it's not the placement of the sun in the sky, if that yeah. makes sense. I heard um, just to yeah. give a random another random thing, swan, swans returning and laying eggs was one for the northwest coast indigenous populations for the sign that spring had arrived yeah because i think they do do they come in quite early i think it's because they t- sit for quite a while might be maybe and, then, and the eggs are edible so yeah so they yeah. pay attention they're supposed yeah. to be really fishy oh they ha- really yeah you've had a swan egg no i saw it on tv <laughs> someone who was allowed who had been allowed by the aboriginal people of that area to have a swan egg yeah i was gonna say i thought they would be protected oh so. yeah they are yeah. totally this yeah. was yeah so this was i saw it on tv it was allowed there were aboriginal people involved yeah um, yeah. But yeah supposedly they're really fishy and not what we would like as eggs as westerners like it the was idea quite of different. what an egg would taste like yeah it yeah. was it was very different yeah right. which was interesting mm. i thought that would be like duck eggs no, supposedly not. Well, there you go. And it was really, really hard for them to get through the shell because it was massive, really yeah. thick shell. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that was interesting. Maybe a dinosaur egg tastes fishy. Or grassy, depending on what kind of dinosaur it was. Well, maybe. Mmm. <laughs> I shouldn't think about eating things that I'm never going to eat. <laughs> Okay, ecologist calendar, which isn't a calendar. Um, <laughs> so observing these changes in the daily events means that the season is changing. That's why the ecological seasons are defined in absolute terms, whereas calendar-based seasons are relative in comparison. So when a ca- calendar-based seasons are relative but compare, when you compare them to, like, ecological-based observational seasons. Uh-huh. So... Generally in the south, if you base it on the, on the ca- like a Gregorian calendar, um, winter is said in some parts to start on the 1st of June if you're in the southern part of Australia, in the southern hemisphere. It's winter then, but it could still be quite warm, so you could still get indicators of very late autumn then. Yeah. But technically, according to the calendar, it's winter so for if you're going in ecological seasonal terms, it's not winter yet if those markers, if those events haven't happened. Yes, it might be, you know, the 5th of June and it should have been winter five days ago. Yeah. But all of the markers haven't happened, all of the events haven't happened. So ecologically speaking, following this kind of, I keep going to say calendar and I'm going to call it calendar. So a seasonal calendar, yeah, it isn't winter yet because all of the markers haven't been observed yeah so that's why it's re- it's absolute because once all of the markers have happened it's definitely winter or it's definitely spring there's yeah. no you can't change it <laughs> yeah. whereas yeah if you go by the calendar it's like oh it's been winter for like two weeks and you know we had a 15 degree day that doesn't work at least they're not like waking up a groundhog and seeing if it can see its shadow <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if I had to explain all that, but, yeah, because I read Absolute and I was like, how is, the season, how is the seasonal calendar Absolute? Because once all the markers have happened, like, you can't undo it, like, yeah. you can't go back. But, yeah, it yeah. can be winter and or spring and, 
you know, you've still got other seasonal influences coming in. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense because, yeah. like, there's, like, like the moment there is a bunch of plants that are a little bit confused. Oh, yes, there are. <laughs> there are. There are some really confused plants. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, so like, but that's not all the markers to show that the season's come. It's just, a like, a breakthrough. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, because otherwise spring's now. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Usually with the markers I read things saying, like, uh, there might be one outlier event. Yeah. So, yeah, you might get one lot of spring flowers really early, but yeah. it's because that area is quite warm. Yeah. Like that little square in your garden's close to the house and there's another thing that heats it more. So, yeah, you get spring flowers early. Doesn't mean it's spring. Yeah. It has to be general. Yeah. So you yeah. see a lot of spring flowers or yeah. there's... 10 days in a row over a certain temperature. Okay, now it's spring. Yeah. So it's not that you have to observe the marker, but it has to be consistent. Yeah. I would say. Global to the region. Regional. Global to the region. (laughs) General to the region. (laughs) I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Global to the region. (laughs) It does kind of like the. the, Yeah. (laughs) Are we going to have like a. The solstices and equinoxes have nicked off to a party with Liz's foot. <laughs> that would be such an in-joke. No one would care. I hope people listen to this episode. I'm sorry I keep making that joke. Um, okay, so on, on sort of around that, there were quite a few people who talked about climate change yeah. and the effects on this. So in a way it affects it but it doesn't change it. It just means that the the dates, in inverted commas, so what we would think of as winter beginning on the 1st of June, that may shift. Yeah. And But that is actually okay because yeah. there's no date. Yeah. It's just the number of seasonal events have happened and then it's the change. Yeah. The predictability is that <laughs> yeah. kind of the, yeah. So, yeah, and they talked a lot about temperature. So the example given was... Um, if the event that marks the beginning of spring or spring have being here because it was also a bit confusing the talk about and that was to the point you just made about the one lot of flowers that are really confused. Yeah. It, it, so they would talk about the season being there and so it would just be rather than, oh, it's the beginning of a season, you don't really, there's no just, oh, it starts at this time. It's more like you will notice all of the events happening, like all of these flowers are blooming. So now I know it's spring. Mm. So there's no like defining, oh, it's started now. It's just you notice the flowers or you notice that the hedgehogs have gone and so they're hibernating. I wish I could. Or you notice the echidna coming out. So, yeah. okay, it's this time yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. There isn't really like a, oh, it's today. Yeah. I'll get ready for it to, you know, yeah. today is the day. Yeah. Today's it's the 1st of June, so obviously winter started, so I'll start looking for the marker. Yeah, it's just the when event. you notice it's like, it. Oh. So when I notice my welcome swallows return. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah. I still remember hearing them and running outside all excitedly because I could hear them. Like yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, my God, they're here. Yeah. So you notice, <laughs> yeah. like, this marking event. Yeah. So... And that's what's more important than, like, there's, there aren't dates, which yeah. I kind of liked and I realised after I'd been reading and going through this, like, oh, this is what I want to do. This yeah. is what I want my calendar to be. Yeah. But um, I just need to notice things more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's really interesting, though, because the thing for me that I notice most, say one of the things, like nature, 
one of the things that I notice a real lot is the crow. Yeah. Or the raven. They're technically ravens. We call them crows, but they're actually Tasmanian ravens. Forest ravens. Yes. Um, they're always here, so it's like. Yeah, they're not a. They're not symbol. migratory or anything, so it's yeah. just like. They're not a seasonal. You're not going to help me <laughs> notice anything seasonal. <laughs> uh, but that's, that's actually a really good point. We do have a lot of things here that aren't seasonal based. Like mm. all our animals, that they have peaks, but they breed all year round mm-hmm. generally. Yeah. You know? so. And there are some plants, well, there are plants here that have cycles, yep. but it's more subtle than, oh, wow, all the leaves have now different colours and they've they're, now they've all dropped. The only thing that we have native is the... Yes, the phagus. Yeah. And that isn't like a garden plant. No, <laughs> you have to actually plant. go look at it, like to go drive to see it. I just yeah. have to go and look at the phagus to see what season it is. <laughs> I just go to Instagram and well, true, do yes. recent phagus. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there are other people who go to phagus. But if you're doing it the traditional way and you actually have to go look at it, it's like a two-hour drive up to the, the park where they live. <laughs> Yeah, and I, then I was just talking about in my notes that it's just such a witchy way to to be. So despite, like, going back to the climate change, despite that, even though, you know, it has effects on it, mm. on the ca- the calendar, mm. on how you would, how and when you'd notice the seasonal market events, I, it, still, it doesn't negate it. No. And it's still really witchy and what I'd like to do. Yeah. Okay, so... What are the ecological seasons in inverted commas? So there is there is a set of, I would say scientific, they're not particularly scientific, but they're a set of terms that they use and there's six seasons. It will be quite different depending on where you are and depending on your climate. Like in the tropics this wouldn't fit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and in Arctic or I won't say Antarctic but really much colder areas of the world this also probably won't fit. <laughs> Um, there's lots Antarctica. of <laughs> there are people in Antarctica. They're called penguins. They're people too. They're called scientists. No, they're not people. They're, they're scientists. People. <laughs> but the penguins—they've got souls, man. I love penguins. Um, we've got penguins in Australia. Oh, there was this documentary oh. about the fairy penguins, and it was so cute. That, that was little, one of the confused animals. Little penguins. What? The little penguins is a little penguin in Burnie that has an egg. And oh. normally what they do is they go further afield in winter for foraging. These ones have decided to stay and they've got an egg. They've got a camera in the burrow will and they, they can be, see it. Will, it. will it survive? Like, well, I guess if they keep it warm and I think it's more about whether they'll survive, like, yeah. with the food and stuff. There might be more food around. I'm not sure. We'll, we'll have this, to wait and see, I guess. Well, everything's warming, so yeah. I don't yeah. know. So they just didn't go away. Like, they meant to. They didn't go, like, out to, out, out to sea. Out to sea. In inverted commas, yeah. Because they yeah. do that, they just go yeah. out and live. Like they raise their young, but then they are on mostly on water, aren't they? Like they're on the sea, in the sea. Yeah, these ones decided to stay and burrow. So, oh, dear. Yeah. Why did you tell me that? Yeah, well, we're talking about confusions. <laughs> now I have anxiety. It's only one pair, but it's yeah. that makes it worse. Well, so might, might be all right. They'll keep an eye on them. True, true. I mean, they won't interfere with them, but they will at least see what happens. Yeah, moving on because I don't like it. Um, okay, so a modern interpretation for the mid-latitude areas, so that includes us, I think, in Tasmania, um, include, so there's six seasons. The marker events for the changes of season will be different. 
in each area, but you can sort of see for us and I suppose climates like ours. And they even said like being closer to the coast, a more coastal climate has different markers and often their seasons are varied compared to just further inland. So in Hobart we'd probably have certain things would happen, but if you're further inland in Tasmania you'd probably have different things. Because we're set up under the mountain, that might change (laughs) things as well. Yeah. So, I mean, this holds generally, but really to follow this calendar, (laughs) you'd have to observe, yeah, funny is, you'd have to observe in your own area. So having a good idea, like having an idea of the seasons, even the winter, spring, summer, autumn slash fall, even knowing those, yes, it fits, but you'd probably have to interpret a bit. So last time I talked about very briefly about hibernal, which is winter. So that's the first of the six seasons. Down here that usually begins May, June and um, between November and December in the Northern Hemisphere. Again, like even within the sort of mid-temperate range of climate, it can vary still depending on where you are. Um, I will briefly say some of the markers, but a lot of them don't. They sort of fit here but not really because this was a um, Northern Hemisphere article that I was reading. So how, what month was this, was this again? Huh? What month is hibernal? Hibernal is winter, so it begins in May, June. May, June, but it's, okay. Hibernal is basically winter, so those three months-ish. Yeah. 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 Um, some marker events include the leaves have now fallen from deciduous trees and they begin to decay, which I kind of like. I never thought of that as like a marker. And migrating birds that have gone to their winter habitat are settling into winter. Yeah. Um, The next season is pre-vernal, pre-vernal, which is early or pre-spring. Down here that begins in August or September and February to March in the Northern Hemisphere. So deciduous trees begin to bud, their buds begin to swell. So they'll have like, they usually have the little buds. You can see them in winter where they're going to be, but now they actually start to swell and some migratory birds start flying to summer habitats. Yeah. The next is vernal, which is spring. And that go begins between mid to late October or mid-March to late April for the Northern Hemisphere. So tree oh, buds. That's interesting because yeah. September's kind of. It's early. Yeah. And this is spring-spring, so yeah. there's a pre-spring before. Yeah. Which so, begins in August. So winter's a little shorter in this, the yeah. hibernal. Um, and pre-spring, because it's still like the trees are beginning to bud. Yeah. So they're not leafing. Yeah. Because spring, um, the tree buds burst into leaf. Yeah. So, um and birds establish territory, so they've already come back. Yeah. And they begin mating and nesting. So that's spring, spring behaviour, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah, down here we would say spring, traditional calendar spring begins beginning of September. Yeah. 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 Or at least the equinox at the latest. Yeah. Yeah. So Estival, E S T I V A L, which is high summer. Begins in December down here, June in the Northern Hemisphere. Yeah. Um, and it just said in December, so. Yeah, it's the height. Yep. Um, trees are in full leaf and bird offspring are hatching and they're beginning to raise them. Then we have serot- serotinal, 
S-E-R-O-T-I-N-A-L, and that's late summer. And that generally begins mid to late February here. Though to me, down in Tassie, that's uh, maybe, like February can be cold, but we can also have some really warm days. So, um, And in the northern hemisphere, it begins mid to late August. Um, deciduous leaves begin to change colour in the higher latitude locations. So this is still late summer. Mm-hmm. Um, young birds reach maturity and join the other adult birds preparing for the autumn, autumn migration. And the traditional harvest season begins early March or early September in the Northern Hemisphere. And then there is autumnal, which is autumn. And that generally begins mid to late March or mid to late September. And the leaves are in full colour, so they've all turned. And then they're turning, they'll start to turn brown and fall in the actual autumn. Mm. So they'll start to turn in late summer. Mm-hmm but then they'll actually turn brown and then fall mm-hmm. and the birds begin to migrate. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that's that was actually what I was looking for, that mm. little yeah. those six seasons. So we've got um, hibernal, which is winter, pre-vernal, which is early or pre-spring, vernal, which is spring, estival, which is high summer. So it goes spring to high summer, which I thought was interesting. Serot- serotinal, not serotonal, <laughs> serotinal, <laughs> which is late summer, and then autumnal, which is autumn. I feel like you're probably going to get some good serotonin from vitamin D activation. <laughs> That's probably where the word something along those lines. One's linked to the other because they're very similar. I did find some other calendars. I found a really interesting one for the Melbourne area which was based on some old observations. It had a little bit of um, the Indigenous population in the area, some of their language and some of their observations. We'll have a link to it. I can go through it. I wrote a fair few notes about it. It was quite interesting, but a lot of it was it was based on a non-Aboriginal person's observations mixed with what they had spoken to Aboriginal people about. Oh, that's about. interesting. So... And it's older, like it's based on older information from what I could gather. So it might not be completely culturally appropriate, like someone may have borrowed a fair bit of this information. Um, The website was sponsored by the Monash University, so I gave it some credit there, I suppose. It was interesting. I thought it was quite nice. Um, I'll just go through what the seasons were called and if if other people want to look that up, they can. Um, they suggested a seven-season calendar yeah. for that area. So Melbourne, and it was just the Melbourne area, it was quite, uh, I can't remember which part of Melbourne it was. Geelong? That side or? I think it was that side. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of um, shared Indigenous knowledge seems yeah, to come out of that area. I think area. it was that side. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I'm hoping it was shared willingly is yeah. what I'm also saying. Yeah. But I won't go too much into it just in case because yeah. it looked like a, some of the information was older, so. Yeah. Um, the first season they had was called kangaroo apple season for December. The dry season was January and February. Eel season in March, so the eels were running and they did eat them. Um, not something I'm interested <laughs> in, but that was what they did in that area. Um, wombat season was April to August. Ah. Uh-huh. So they just had this whole big, big season where the wombat was active yeah and that was all of that time like well, April to August is a big chunk of the year yeah um, orchid season was September 
tadpole season was October and then grass flowering season was November. Oh. Mm, and they had all the different, they had a fair few markers under each of those. Yeah. So aside from like the middle part of the year, there was almost a season each month. Yeah. Which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. The only other little tidbit I had, and then I have my question for you, mm. um, was seasonal lag. Which sort of, it's just something to consider when you think about your own calendar, really. And I read the big, long scientific explanation and it sort of made sense, but we'll see how I go. (laughs) (laughs) So it's the phenomenon whereby the date of the maximum average air temperature at a location on a planet is delayed until sometime after the date of maximal insulation, i.e. the summer solstice. Yeah. And it also applies to the minimum temperature being delayed until sometime after the date of the minimum insulation. So you'll have summer solstice and then the weather will get warmer. Yeah. And that's due to... That's us. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's just due due to... Which I didn't write down. It's just due to how, like, the air air temperature changes. Like circulates. Yeah. So even though there's less daylight and less sunlight... After the highest point of the year, or and the other side, there's more daylight and more heat and more sunlight. Like there's more daylight hours and more sunlight getting through after the lowest point, so the darkest point, so winter solstice. The weather still gets colder, yeah, or the weather still gets warmer. That's what happens here, mm. and that happens everywhere. Yeah, um, and it doesn't happen just on Earth. Okay. So it happens on all the planets that have, like, this seasonal. Yeah. It doesn't happen on, I think it was Mercury because it's so close to the sun, it, it's just, like, moments yeah. <laughs> of that lag. Yeah. And Venus, I don't think, has enough atmosphere to allow them to have proper seasons. Yeah. And it's just in this place where um, there's no variation anyway. Yeah. So, but the other ones further back, yeah, they get yeah. this lag as well. Yeah. So it's yeah. just, yeah. That was all I wrote down about that. So think about, yeah, so you've gone to the solstice yeah. of either one, say the summer solstice, and it will still get hotter afterwards. So yeah. that might influence your personal calendar. Yeah. Okay. And I just thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Especially since it happens on other planets. And I was like, seasonal lag on Jupiter. I wonder what that's like. Supposedly it's really long. So it'll be months and months and months before the, it gets hotter or colder. Yeah. Because it has such a huge orbit and, yeah. Yeah. Other things I didn't understand, but it was an interesting concept. And my question, I read somewhere that the ancient Japanese calendar has 72 seasons. I don't know. Don't know Told you she it. wouldn't know. <laughs> I just wondered if it was, like, something that was culturally known in Japan. Well, it would have been, but, like, paid attention to now or was it just they used to do that? Yeah, look, I don't know because I wasn't really privy when I was teaching there to that kind of cultural nuances. So, like, but I could see, like, living there, I could see how that would happen because it is so, like, prescribed, as I've mentioned before on the podcast. It's like a butterflies appear, dragonflies appear. Like, it's like I could see how that might happen. Um, Fireflies appear, you know. like that makes sense. It's kind of like I could see how that might might happen. Yeah, so they have so many seasons because there's such de- delineations between 
say the the seasonal marker event happening. Yeah, and they are mm. quite spread out. Like you got to mm. think like up in uh, Sapporo yeah. down to Okinawa. Like that's a huge yeah. region. So well, it's like subtropical at the bottom, right up through to snow snow country. There's not snow country. I won't want to say highlands, but you know yeah. it's mountainous and there's snow like a lot of the time up right up in the north of of Japan. And then there's lots yeah. of islands and yeah. stuff and yeah. So I don't know. I could see how that would be, but mm-hmm. I don't know that. Don't know anything specifics else. about it. Okay, that's enough for me. Thank you. <laughs> um, you can the, see how that fits. So yeah, yeah I might have to look into it just because yeah. it sounded so interesting. But, yeah. And to me, it was a real. Like it was an example of, of, you know, although it's quite complicated, wouldn't it be great that you had worked out the observations in your own area so much that you had 72 seasons? Like, Well, it's like... It's I've, great knowledge of your area. It's a very good mm. understanding of yeah, the area for sure. Which I really liked. And like cherry blossom season, the way it moves up. Isn't it like six Japan. weeks? Yeah, I can't remember now what it what the details I thought, are. But I remember reading about it and it was such a short window of time. Like in each area, but it had moved. So across the country it would be quite long. But yeah. in your area, yeah, it'd it's be two a, weeks at least. Yeah. Yeah. It's when the rains come, they knock them all off the, yeah. the trees. So um but yeah, it was like um yeah, that you could just follow it up. But it was yeah. also also like this thing. It was like waiting for cherry blossom season to start. Like it was literally waiting for them to open and when it would be. And Because, like, obviously you have your lags with that as well where some mm-hmm. open earlier and then there's, like, this massive. Yeah. And yeah. That's, yeah, and that's really basically essentially what the ecologist calendar that's not yeah. a calendar is about. Yeah. So that season didn't start until... In your area. In your area until you'd seen the cherry blossoms bloom. And you can't get it wrong because you can't go out and go, oh, I'm just going to, the cherry blossoms have bloomed enough. Yeah. So, yeah. no, they either bloomed or they haven't bloomed. Like, some will bloom a little later. Yeah. But basically, they're there or they're not there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what was I going to say? Um, going back to the Indigenous calendar stuff, um, mm. Syro, they have a, a bunch on their website of different areas and mm. so does bureau of meteorology they, they have do. a great page it's in i put it into for my notes cool yeah i had a look at it briefly but i didn't like i would have liked to have gone into it but it's it's not my knowledge to pass on but it's really it was really interesting no tasmanian calendar though no and i find that really interesting because they used to have it up there so i think oh, it must have been asked to be taken, taken down, down. i guess mm. um and it was for the north east northwest northeast northeast it was northeast um and that was a three-season calendar. So, okay. yeah. yeah. So, like, the, these, that's the kind of thing, you know. Yeah. It's really varied. And on the Syro website they do say they're here but don't, yeah, don't steal and yeah. manipulate. That's not what they want. Yeah. That's not why they're there. So yeah. they're there to share knowledge but not for you to take knowledge. So. And, I mean, the other thing with that is you might read they have three seasons in your area and so you think, okay, I'm going to go out and look at yeah. certain things and make my own observations around that. I might think three is okay and I'll call them what I want to call them. Yeah. But you make your own observations around that. But you yeah. also might think, oh, okay, I want to split them and have six seasons. Yeah. So, you know, you just go with your own observations. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I I associate the, the kookaburra with sunrise because I hear it then. But I also associate it with dusk when I often have seen it hunting. Yeah. So I assume the observations of some Indigenous people would have been the same. 
And interesting for Tasmania is that they're introduced here. Yeah. So maybe you know, they wouldn't have. There's probably no law for this area, but on the mainland it'll be yeah. different. So, um, but yeah. it's based on my sort of observation. Yeah. So I associate it with yeah. sun energy kind of yeah. thing because I see it at sunrise. Yeah. yeah. Or hear it at sunrise. Yeah. More likely. Yeah. But it's 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 an observation. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and that's the thing, like. Like it's 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 what I've tried. It's what I've sort of been doing. Like with way back in the early days, I talked about my own yeah calendar and putting together your own calendar back in. It was a very twenty nineteen possibly. Yeah, and um, and that's what it is. It's like just finding out what what things migrate in your area. Finding yeah. out what what differences there are. Like we have we have multiple acacia so wattle species that flower all through the year like it's it's like but different species flower at different times so maybe that's something you build in um animal wise it's a little bit trickier for Mm. us more Mm. with birds we have more with birds yeah um yeah echidnas are an example of one that we can use of course Mm. um but like like listening to your um calendar our male echidnas hibernate in in february yeah in summer so you know it's It's like it just so comes down to your area yeah yeah and i mean it's also like i know i know a little bit of what happens in my area but i live near a main road yeah and i do go to the bush reserve like a little way across but i can't see the everyday happenings over there because I can see the bush, but it's not that close, and there's yeah. the main road. I wouldn't want to think the animals are trying to come across because that's kind of devastating. But sometimes um, they, they do. do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, because that main road's right there, it's I don't see as much. I see birds. Yeah. So I'd probably base a lot of my observation on birds, but day to day, like I see just a few insects and things like that. Yeah. Because of that separation. I mean, huntsmen. As much as I hate them and I wish they never existed, they <laughs> they yeah. are you know you see them more in summer. I mean they're yeah. not they don't really disappear. Like if I'm at the block no, you'll in winter, see I'll see them at yeah. night. But like in summer, you see them everywhere. They're much more active. So um, I they see like them the everywhere. Sun, like Liz does. Sorry, Liz. <laughs> I have nothing in common with that. <laughs> Especially not sun worshipping. Um, and then, like, at the moment, the flame robins, as we yeah. talked about in the last one. So, yeah. you know, it's just it's just finding, yeah, it is. It's just yeah. finding what represents, welcome swallows are so easy because they yeah. nest in homes. You know? yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to miss my little welcome swallows um, yeah. when we go to our new house. You'll find other things at your new house. That will be scarier probably. I reckon we'll have welcomes. I reckon they'll yeah. set up in our I'd say deck. so. Yeah. yeah. And I'll be one of those people that won't get rid of them. <laughs> like, yes, have your babies here every year. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> I yeah. encourage you to. Um, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, you can you can make the nature, you can observe different markers, yeah. events, Yeah. no matter where you are. Yeah. Even if it comes down to, like, growing some kinds of small plants on your windowsill and you mark yeah, they use those as the seasonal markers. Yeah, like, they f- you know they flower in spring, so you wait yeah. till they. F- I mean, they probably have a different cycle because windows are warmer. But you know, it's like there are things yeah. that you can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, even if you have to force it to happen through having plants, yeah. <laughs> you can have mama. your own or seasonal papa. markers or zaddy. Yeah, <laughs> be a plant zaddy. Yeah, yeah. Um. 
Yeah. And I think, like, I guess we're going to start talking about our own personal. I don't really know how to tackle this, so it's going to be a discussion from my perspective. Do do you want to start with, you said earlier, or last episode, depending on how we do it, um, you talked about, or you mentioned briefly about the new year. Yes. All right. Let me bring up my notes. Sorry. So when I when I was looking at the calendar stuff, my biggest question that I asked myself was, well, when do I want my new year to be? So I looked up when other people's new years were. Yeah. And it really is all year. People, <laughs> all year. People all have year new years. New year. <laughs> so you can have a new year Pick every month. and choose. So of course January 1st. Yeah, sure. You know. You get a party built in already. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And then we've got like the uh, so in the animus calendar, which I was mentioning earlier, it's, yep. it's the first new moon after the winter solstice. Okay, so f- for us that would have been the 29th of June this year in the southern hemisphere. In the southern hemisphere, in the sun, <laughs> in yeah, the and in the northern hemisphere, it'd be sometime after. It'd be in January, yeah, any, December to January, yeah, like really close no. to the Western calendar New Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, it makes more sense, like, yeah, for that. But it's to do with the new moon rather than the actual a date, a date. Yep, yep. So it can change, um, and that's also where I mentioned that if it's closer than eleven days to the solstice, you need to add a leap moon month, mm. like this year. Uh, and then of course we've got the Chinese New Year, which can happen in anywhere in January to February. So yeah, you know. Did so- you did you see? Was that like a first new or full moon after something? I didn't write it down, oh. um, but, yeah, it was to do with. I have heard, but I don't remember what it is now. It's to do with spring. Yeah. Spring festival? It's a spring festival. Okay. In January. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't write it down. That's okay. Um, but it can be between. Oh, spring festival occurring on the new moon of the first lunar month. So that can happen anywhere between the 21st of January to the 21st of February in the Gregorian calendar. Mm. March, the Babylonians had a new year as the first new moon after the spring equinox. Okay. So you're starting to notice that there's like these. There's a there's a moon equinoxy moon theme happening. Or solstice yeah. yeah. Um, and, of course, we've got Aries season in March yep. as well. So that could be if you're really into astrology, that's probably where you're starting. I don't know. But that's the thing. Like I I, I didn't know. Like it wasn't until quite recently that I put together that the new astro- astrological year happened on the spring equinox. Yeah. Essentially. Not always, but. Yeah. 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 It's like, oh. I realised that when I put these notes together and I was like, yeah. Ah. <laughs> Thanks, Mystic Medusa. I noticed it a little while ago. Ah. But yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> I feel dumb. <laughs> but yeah. And then it all made sense because the themes of Aries, like, start like a real headstrong, a real self starter, like going ahead, the very first energy yeah. of the year. Yeah. Ah. Ah. <laughs> Things we don't think about. No. Um, okay, April. Uh, Southeast Asian calendars often have their uh, new year between April 13th to 15th, marking the beginning of spring. Okay. Then we've got sort of May 1st in for Sawin for Australia. Uh, we have uh, the... Oh, well. 
Did I write that right? That seems wrong. Coochie people. Coochie? Cooey? K-U-T-C-H-I. Maybe. Apologies if that's incorrect. Yeah, it's to do with the Hindu calendar and their new year is in June. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's associated with the beginning of the rains. So it's okay. a, you know, it's a... So it's sort of seasonal. It's a tropical seasonal kind of calendar. Yeah. July, the Zulu people have okay. their new year um, on the full moon of July. Okay. Again, I think trop- like that's a more tropical area, so they have quite quite different seasons. Yeah. Um, and then there are some in September, so uh, the Coptic New Year um, in it's to do with something to do with ancient Egypt. Mm, 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 mm. Do, 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 do. It usually occurs on August 29th in the Julian calendar. So, and in a Gregorian calendar, that's September 11th or 12th. Okay. Um, and then there's like, and again, Northern Hemisphere, Soin is November. So, yep. like, you know, it's kind of like one of those things. Like, there's a whole bunch, and you could pick. You could pick the one that means the most to you. What you- would you do? I this is going to sound really selfish. Yeah, but I was thinking about it days only a few days ago. Yeah. And I feel like right now is a new year period for yep. me. Yep. And I have I wrote it down. I sort of worked out um sort of based around um the witchy um will of the year. Yeah. But I I would like to change that up myself, but yeah. I haven't thought it through yet yeah but i was thinking like right now is a more new year feeling for me and it's this is my cat and the reason for that was because of my birthday ah. but it's also like my birthday is really close to yule and things like that yeah. but um yeah, I did find that I was, you know, thinking about my old past year and yeah. I was like, oh, you know, I could have my year start round Yule and round because it's really close to my birthday. It's like a week before or something. So that fitted for me. And at first I was like, haha, that's really selfish. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's your personal calendar, yeah, it kind of makes sense to make your birthday the new year. The new year. Because yeah. you, you were born then, your yeah. year started then. Yeah. Yeah. So if it's just for you personally, yeah. Um, for me that fits because I've realised, like as I was going through like the cycles I wanted in my year, I realised that I started all my cycles with rest. Yeah. So the resting part of the year, the real like incubation part, you know, it's really cold, it's dark for what it, like because it's night or because it's winter, Yeah. whatever reason. Yeah. I started all of my cycles with like a sleep a sleep cycle with like rest to yeah. be ready for that new yeah year day month whatever your new birth year yeah, yeah. and my birthday just sits there as well so yeah. I don't know it might not work for everybody but for me it did because that's how I started yeah like and that was the feeling I've had this year I was like oh this is my new year now because it is yeah I've just gone into a new year of my life yeah so that made sense for me. Yeah. So it's something to consider. Like it's a personal working calendar for you. Yeah. Your spirituality, your witchiness is probably quite close to you. How do you feel about that? Because it it's a legitimate reason. Yeah. Because you're, it does start a new year for you. Yeah. It might not work for everybody. Yeah. Some people have find birthdays very traumatic and I understand that <laughs> completely. So if it doesn't work for you, 
It doesn't. And for me, it wouldn't it wouldn't be completely just about, oh, it's my birthday, so my new year's going to start. It is also about the time of year Yeah, that my birthday falls. But, yeah, it just all fitted really nicely. Yeah. So I, yeah. I would probably start my, my new year. It's interesting because I had down that my year would end at Samhain, but yeah. it doesn't begin till Yule. Yeah. So that's the time of rest and the time of sleep and we get ready for the actual start of the year but the year ends all that time before yeah so there's a period that's not anything mm-hmm. that's kind of like a void that you're talking about the last one I yeah re- I remember. or it's like yeah. but I was like oh that's the new year and I'm like no 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 that's the old year ends but the new year doesn't start for a little while because you have to get ready for it yeah yeah mm. yeah I guess like me, if, yeah if you're following a lunar calendar not that we're just lunar lunar lunar, lunar solar um, you might not even need a leap month then. <laughs> I don't know. That 11 years just avoid, 11 days is just a void or whatever it is. Well, it's, days. it's 1st of May till the 21st of June. Yeah. That's outside. Yeah. 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 Mm. For me. Yeah, for for me. Yeah. Mm. It's interesting because, like, you know, I've always done kind of multiple New Year's, which seems weird. And that's where I sort of got this idea from. So yeah. the year ends. And that's celebratory. Yeah. At Samhain. But it doesn't begin yet. Yeah. Until Yule. Yeah. So there's a period of rest. Yeah. But that's not bad. Yeah. Or it's not even necessarily outside of the year. But for me, it, that feels right. But yeah. 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 Uh, for me, I think I like the first first new moon after the the winter solstice like that makes the most sense to me which is essentially my birthday (laughs) sort of this year this year it really was but yeah 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 it's the same sort of feeling for me it's just my birthday happens to be in that time so I add that significance yeah yeah Mm. yeah so uh for me that that makes the most sense Mm. Um, I'll still celebrate New Year's with everyone else on the 1st of January. It's hot. We have to drink nice cold drinks. <laughs> Champagne while the fireworks scare the doggies and wildlife. Um, and I don't see how that's a good celebration, <laughs> but anyway. Uh, um, and, uh, yeah, my birthday, not so much. I kind of put that more because I also thought about because I, I talked to you about how I was really interested in trying to embrace a lunisolar calendar and yep. making the moon month my focus because yes. I haven't done that. All I've done is the Gregorian and chucked on what I wanted, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like slapped it on there. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. <laughs> and now I kind of want to do the lunar and then just slap on the equinoxes and solstices, I guess, in some ways. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah. That approach as well. Yeah. So um, I want to spend some time doing that and mm. – and it's interesting observing your own self through a moon cycle. Yeah. Because, well, for me, I don't know if it's because I'm Cancerian sun sign. My moon's in Capricorn, so that makes it harder. But <laughs> my moon's in Cancer. <laughs> <laughs> my moon doesn't like my moon's really uncomfortable, but I'm a moon sun sign. Anywho, so I don't know if I can feel the the change in the moon more because I'm a Cancerian. I don't know if that's true or not but it's interesting observing myself through even just that short month of a moon cycle because yeah. you go through all of those changes well I felt I do yeah and so I'll go up and be at the peak of my energy much more for the full moon and then 
the dark moon I yeah. can do much better magic but um it's quite internal so yeah yeah. That even that in itself is interesting. So I'll be interested to see what you discover. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. kind of I'm excited for it, and because we've just had the 29th, yeah, like I feel like I've just started that cycle, yeah. and um, and I like I've been really watching the moons for a really long time. Mm. Like, if anyone follows my actual Instagram account, not the witchy bites one, you will. <laughs> Yeah. It's like sunrise, 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 moon, sunrise, sunrise, moon, sunrise, animal, sunrise. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, I bore you all with nature shots. That's that's my life. That's what I am passionate about. Is nature. Can't say I'm complaining about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, like, yeah, that that's kind of where I was. But I was thinking that the year would start diff- like like the my my I sort of so on. On time and date calendar, you can they count the lunar lunation lunations from nineteen twenty three onwards. Mm-hmm. So you can do the math yep. to figure out how many lunations there've been since you were born. Cool. So I kind of want to count my lunations based on how many okay lunations there have been in my lifetime. So yeah. I think I'm at four hundred and. Was it 74? Does that mean you get like a lunation birthday Ooh. every month? <laughs> the full moon or something? That's intriguing. I I'm following your idea. <laughs> <laughs> Send presents. Send presents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Yeah. You know, so like I yeah. kind of, I kind of like. That's a cool idea. I kind of liked yeah. the idea of embracing that. Yeah, um, yeah. And of course, I'm going to add. Please the, don't start referring to your age by how many <laughs> lunations you have. 474. <laughs> You're looking really good. Does that mean I'd be close to 500? Yeah, because you're older than me. Maybe. No, not quite. Because it'd be like 12 or 13 more. I um, did the math, but it's on a piece of paper at home, so <laughs> I could have figured it out. But we, yeah. Um, time and date calendar. <laughs> I'm going to have a big party when I reach 500. <laughs> My 500 lunation. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> I'll probably sit at home, drink alcohol and watch Netflix. Uh, <laughs> moonshine and <laughs> mooncakes. Woo. There's some appropriation. Um, uh, I, do, I do like the idea in seriousness, though. Like, yeah. I do actually like the idea. I like... Marking time in different ways. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And, like, because I'm making my own calendar, I guess yep. this is where, like, bullet journaling would be yeah. really useful. I heard jellying, but that's jellying. okay. Jellying. Journal- journeying? No, journaling. You um, can do journeys if you want. I can do journeys. Journeys for my, my journaling. Um, yeah, so, like, I guess that would be really useful because you can make it what you want it to be, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, Yeah. I kind of like that. And the other thing I thought about was um, the seasonal aspect yep. for myself. Mm. And I realised I've always, like, tried to break up the seasons Excuse in me. multiple ways, like, yep. you know, like spring, summer, autumn, winter, and, like, yeah. even variations of that. Yep. And I realised I just want two seasons, like the old sort of Nordic calendar, which was or Anglo-Saxon calendar, which was just simply winter and summer. But mine's... Mm bushfire season and non-bushfire season so i guess you could call it fire and water if you wanted to maybe yeah but you know like that's kind of how i want to break up my year and then have like the ecological observations within that to say well we've now moved into yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. I think I'd want, I think I'd like more delineation personally. Yeah. Then that, that's my cat. Yes, Bubby. Flossie agrees <laughs> with me. She could have been agreeing with me. She agrees with me. <laughs> We're going to fight over my cats <laughs> agreeing. Um, per, yeah, personally I'd like more delineation. I I might go with the six seasons. Mm. I don't I don't know. I haven't thought about that. Mm. And I do still like um, because I have like Irish Celtic heritage, mm. I like the Celtic Fire Festivals. Yes. Um, and I feel that the solstices and equinoxes, they're also fairly easy to, mm. like they feel familiar and, and They would you know, still be on mine too. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to get rid so, of them. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Wheel of the Year but not quite. Yeah. As wheelie. As, yeah. As wheelie. <laughs> it's wheelie. <laughs> it's <like> a wheelie. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't. I, I, I'd want more seasons than that because yeah. I feel more than that. But yeah, yeah, I'll be interested to see how you go with the two. Like, if it fits for you, yeah, it's, it's no, no problem. Yeah, yeah. But for me, I think I'd like more. But aside from, I want more seasons. <laughs> I haven't thought about it. Like, I've thought more about marking the time. So yeah. I want, I want to do lunations. Yep. And that's important. And I want the seasonal wheel yeah. in some configuration. But as far yeah. as seasons go, I think I'll have more than two. Yeah. But I don't know what they will be yet. What they look like. Yeah. yeah. I'll probably yeah. start with that. I might start with those eco- the ecological calendar that's not a calendar season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the six. And the ecological observations. Yeah. And pick out what you think will be observations. Yeah, yeah. And just sort of move through. Yeah. Like do that for a year and see. Yeah. What fits for me. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, because I haven't done as much on that part of it. Yeah. Whereas you have. So yeah. for you two, two se- seasons, can I? Are you yeah. calling them seasons or? Well, I guess they're they're not really a, well, it's not, well, I guess bushfire is a season, but it's not in the, in the traditional sense. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what you would call it. Phase of the year, part of the, I don't know. Yeah, it could be like a, it could be just the half markers of the year. You yeah. You know, like. And I mean, they're quite important, like bushfire and non-bushfire here, that's a pretty major thing. Yeah. Given where we live, even even here, yeah. Well, yeah. essentially, you know, if you look at it, like for us, that's October ish, yeah, to, to February, March, March. So, like, that's a long period. That's of time. pretty much half the year. Yeah, depending on which where how where, you fit yeah. it in, and yeah, and that. So, like, I guess it is kind of like that summer winter. It's just that it's yeah. got colder aspects to it because it's not like as northern as some of these areas that set these calendars oh, up. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, and we've um, also got um, which I keep forgetting, but we have like sea influences much more than some of those countries would, and the roaring forties. Yeah. And, yeah. So we have a lot of different weather, yeah. geological influences. I mean, I do yeah. think we have spring, summer, autumn, winter. Like we do have mm. those seasons, although I think they blend more. Yeah, I don't think they fit where they are yeah. anymore Yeah, for me. Yeah. So like I kept going on, 1st of June was winter. I was like, it's not winter, man. It wasn't even cold. <laughs> no. It didn't cool down until. It was weird because we had that really cold snap 
yeah. here in May sometime. Yeah. But then it was like, oh, it's just storm autumn, like really, really yeah. autumn. It's quite warm again. Yeah. And then right now, like it's been quite cold, but we've had like 14-degree days. Yeah. It's July. Yeah. We don't get 14-degree days in July. Really? Well, not yet. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, like today, I think is supposed to be fourteen degrees. Yeah, here at least in town, maybe not down your way. It might be a not little bit cold. Going, there was a frost this morning. Yeah, <laughs> it's cold. Yeah. yeah, I think yesterday here it got to like seventeen, sixteen outside in yeah. my little area. Yeah, my little temperature gauge may have gotten in the sun. Maybe I don't know, but and that's sort of springish weather. Like yeah, it's crazy. Early twenties to yeah. early twenties. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Yes, I think it's it's a climate change impact on that. But I still think it doesn't quite fit for me, the traditional yeah. seasons that, as I have observed them. Mm. So I'll probably change that around to mm. what I don't know. So I'll probably start with the ecological calendar that's not a calendar and but those six seasons. It would certainly help you. Like if you spent a few years observing yeah. those things, it would help you pinpoint yeah, not pinpoint because it's not a pinpointing type of thing, but finding yeah. some markers that fit yeah. for me that are the marker events that are important. Yeah. And even if it's just because of where I'm living right now, I'd like to stay here, but you know I might have to move, renting. Even if it's just it's not something that I observe because it's just that animal isn't here or. Mm or something like that, but I know it's happening. So I could go somewhere and see, like the Fagus, I could go up and see the Fagus and go, okay, this mm. is this is the time. Mm. Fagus always marks the sewing period yeah. for me anyway because, yeah. it, you know, it's everything. It is around that time, yeah. It's, it's everything related yeah. to that. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, and I'm not saying I'm going to throw out everything like I'm still gonna do seasonal celebrations with people I'm still going to to I don't know I don't know I'm still going to do things that I've always done it's just that I want to mark them differently yeah yeah and I just I think it's really important to be in sync with nature and this is part of I guess the the whole thing we're talking about before about the collective knowledge of your area and yep. ancestors and things like that and that mm. kind of animist look of the world which is mm. totally where I'm at where I'm at so yeah. and I mean if you if you think about it it's for me um everything has spirit yeah and I think a few people listening to this podcast would agree yeah that's kind of where we're aiming yeah um and so if everything has spirit if everything is connected in that way mm then obviously marking the changes in your area, I'll say seasonally, like the seasonal changes, um, well, it's obviously a way to become in sync with the spirits in your area because everything's changing yeah. and you're observing things and you're feeling things for that come from the spirits that live there. Yeah. So it just makes sense to do that. Yeah. And it might be based on a model from somewhere else, yeah, but if it's mixed in with your observations and it becomes yours, it will work with the area that you're in. Because if you, if it's not working, you're not going to tap into the energy in that area. Yeah. I think. I think. Yeah. Um, some people adapt um, systems from other places that they're allowed to, um, and it works for them perfectly well. 
So if, if that's you, that's all, that's also fine. Because um, for me it's more about feeling the energy yeah. of the place. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess like one of the things I did was I sat down and kind of thought about the pros and cons of uh-huh. of um, doing this, and like obviously what we're just talking about is the pro, like that's the yeah. biggest pro yeah. is about being environmentally and emotionally and spiritually connected with your space. Yeah, there is a massive con in that it's a lot of fucking work. <laughs> it is. It is like finding the threads and feeling connected. And frankly, I've been to places that there's been energies there that haven't really wanted to connect. Yeah. And that was hard. Yeah. And I've lived in places where there's energy that isn't friendly, I suppose. Yeah. And I haven't known what to do about it. Yeah. But that was a fair while ago now. And I I, I assume it was things that happened in those places that were not nice. Yeah. I don't know what now. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it is a lot of work and sometimes it can not work if yeah. there's something there, you know, that isn't as friendly given, you know, we're white girls <laughs> in Australia. So, you know, that can happen. But um, I'd hope I'd hope it would be rarer now and that people are conscious of it if you're going out to do this that you'd be aware that stuff can happen and yeah you can know what to do or find out what to do or still work in a way that's respectful yeah um I don't really know why I got onto that but yeah I just remembered that there were times when I'd reach out to the spirit of a place and it didn't get a friendly response (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 um but I still think it's important and you should really try yeah but yeah it can be there are just some places we're not welcome because there are mysteries there that we're not meant to see. And yeah. that's, that's you just, know, that's just the way it is. And I think that's part of it as well. Like if you're respectful of the place, you'll respect the response you get, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just about learning to be with what's there. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. yes, it can be work and there may be blockers there that you weren't expecting. So... Yeah, mm. exactly, exactly. Yeah. The only other thing that I did think about was that, um, you know, you can throw everything out. You don't even have to call your months January. You don't have to follow, like, strawberry moon or whatever the moons are. I can't, I never, the names never work for us. I've never no. learned them. And even when you, <laughs> like, you'd flip them around six months and even then it's like. Still don't work. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's no snow here. How can this be the snow moon? <laughs> yeah. As much as not like I'd like a snow moon, but we don't get a snow moon because there's no snow. Snow mountain moon. Yeah. <laughs> snow kanani moon. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I can deal with that. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Although there was snow on the mountain in like March this year. Yeah, we get snow in summer sometimes. So. <laughs> on the mountain. Um, so, yeah. We could have snow Christmas moon. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, I kind of think about you can throw everything out. You don't even have to call it January. You could come up with some other name. You could go yeah. historical. Yeah. You could go brand new, completely airy-fairy. Yeah, like. very personal meaning. Yeah. 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 You could, um, yeah, like I said, way, way, way 
earlier, like about the seven days. You don't have to have seven days in a week. You can have some other marker of you don't have to have a week, you know. Yeah. Although something I will say on that. Yeah. Um, I was I was also thinking about how I would, I don't know, have a the smallest unit in my calendar, I suppose, and I'd still have some kind of like sunrise sunset model yeah but again i thought that my day in inverted commas would start at sunset yeah because i did quite like that idea i think i talked about it last time yeah um and again so my cycle starts with a rest so it's like sunset yeah you go to sleep (laughs) (laughs) i started my day great (laughs) um so my day rested (laughs) oh yeah um but yeah i just like that idea so I, i that's how I would start. So I'd start with the rest period. I'd start at sunset. 5 p.m. Mm. 9 p.m. in summer. Which was also very interesting because <laughs> it actually changes. Yeah. So even the time that the day starts or ends yeah. shifts with the seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I did, I did like that idea because it, it made sense to me. Yeah. And also the sunset and sunrise periods were really important. Yeah. And so I felt that that should not be observed every day, but there should just be that moment of, okay, it's sunset. Yeah. So we're marking the passage of time. Yeah. Yeah. And almost every day I do get up before sunrise, winter or summer, maybe not the very height of summer because that's at like 4 o'clock. <laughs> no, not quite here, 5. Um, but, yeah, observing that the shift time was important. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, I I did have one other thing I was thinking about um, and I don't know if I will do this, but I was thinking about flipping around the Zodiac mm. and applying it to my calendar so right at this moment it would actually be Capricorn season. Mm. Um, so we would have Aries in spring instead of in autumn. Yeah. But I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if that would fit Completely, and I don't know if the zodiac in the sky reflects that. Mm. Mm. There's a um, Mystic Medusa has some really good articles on it. If you have, yeah, I've read, interested. I've read some, I've read yeah. some of them, yeah. and she, I, I think that was really what got me to question it in the first place, and also to think, uh, to. I wasn't sure if it would work from what she said. Like if that was yeah. my interpretation too. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. I like I like the seasonal associations that some people have put into the zodiac signs yeah. and they fitted really well. Yeah. Although I never understood cancer being at the height of summer. <laughs> no. That never worked for me. But yeah. 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 It is yeah. also the first cardinal sign, so or the second cardinal sign. So it made sense that it would be coming back around to quite a high time. But Capricorn's a cardinal sign too, so <laughs> <laughs> it would be interesting to do both switching them yeah and then also doing your own seasonal yeah interpretation with them as well on top of that like two separate i have done some seasonal interpretation with it not switched around yeah based on based on my own observations and other people's interpretations yeah i'm sure of the zodiac have done this. signs yeah, yeah. but yeah. yeah most people when they interpret when they put seasonal interpretations into the zodiac, it's for northern hemisphere. So yeah, yeah, it doesn't really yeah yeah it doesn't apply. fit. Which is why I was like, oh, I might flip it around. But 
yeah, I don't know if that would work for me either anyway, even yeah. just with my own, yeah, my own seasonal interpretation and how I interpret a sign generally. Yeah. 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 So I, I, that's still a question I'm yet to answer. Yeah. About what I'll do. Mm-hmm. So I suppose for me, my, my personal calendar is going to be based, is going to be sort of, I don't know if I'll, it'll be seasonal and lunar. Yeah. More than lunisolar, I suppose. Well, that's what. With, season, that's what a solar calendar is. It's got seasons in it too. Yeah, but I'm not going to have as much emphasis on where the sun is. It's going to be um, ecological, so it'll be observation-based. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'd also like astrological, which is based on the sun. So, yeah. But I'm going to put that in after, I think. Yeah. Because I have to work out what I'm doing with the, with the signs. Yeah. And to me, I see it as like layering. So I'll start with a lunar base and then put put the others on top rather than starting with a seasonal wheel of the year base yeah. and then putting yeah. the lunations on top. Yeah. For me, I really want to try working. Well, it's going to be lunar solo because, you know, I, I yeah. have to get the seasonal stuff in there. But it's mm-hmm. like everything that I do is so solar-based, it's so seasonal-based. So I'm not sure how the two of them are going to sit together, which is kind of why I want to change my focus. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I suppose that is what I did at first and it was harder to layer the lunar stuff on top of the seasons. So I'm also going to go put some lunar stuff, Yeah. have the lunar cycles first Yeah. and then see how the seasons go on top. Yeah, and it will be all in a Gregorian calendar. I'll just start it on the 29th of June for this month, you know. So, yeah, mm-hmm. or that will be have passed, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting. It'll be a good, it'll be, yeah, an interesting experiment, I think. And it might not work. Yeah. Who knows? We might we come back know. next week and it's like, yeah, we're talking about something hard sciencey today because that didn't work. <laughs> Let's tell ghost stories. I don't know. And if you've done this already, because I'm sure some of you have, uh, we would love to hear what you did, how you did it, yeah, what the output was. I've made a couple of moon templates that I'm going to work with that I'll stick up on either the blog or Facebook page. I will link to it in the notes anyway. Mm-hmm. So They're pretty cool. Yeah, you like them? Yeah. Yeah. I also They're very basic, but, you know, they do the job. Hmm. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Yes, we hope you enjoyed it and it wasn't too waffly at the end. (laughs) And if you want to catch us online, you can find us on Instagram at witchy.bites. You can find us on Facebook at witchy.bites podcast. You can email us at witchy.bites at outlook.com. And we have a PO box. Um, GPO box 93, Hobart, Tasmania 7001. And, yeah, we'll catch you at the next one. Yeah, see you all for see you hear you talk to you next time (laughs) talk at you (laughs) and yeah if i'd say haven't have an we're going to have an experiment with our our moon observations this month yeah so if you want to share how yours go tell us for next month and we can talk about it yeah if we get any responses yes yeah yeah that would be good Yeah. yeah and we'll see everyone next time bye bye